All right, welcome to the I Can't Deal With This Podcast. That it's your boy, right. Avery Foster. I got my boy, Big Sexy over here. <laughs> Big Sexy. Big, Big Sex, Jacob, and my boy, Connor. Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I need no introductions. I was going to come up with a nickname, but I didn't want to be offensive. I was going to say number one Steve Largent fan. <laughs> Bro. That will live in infamy. I can't believe I'm going home now buying his. Jersey. Avery did the introduction. I yeah, <laughs> no, that's funny. Well, anyways, uh, here we are today. It's Wednesday, February third. We're here to give you the news about the week, Super Bowl week, baby. But we'll get to that later. Here we go, Connor. Transition. <laughs> <laughs> I feel violated. This is what this. happens when a thought person. Oh, this is I funny. Think I'm doing Dude, you good. might have to do it every time. <laughs> okay. I think I got it. Bro, this is hilarious. All right, Connor, what are we talking about today? It is Super Bowl week, so that should be. F- I'm not going <laughs> to. This is y'all's night. I'm just here for the ride, so y'all go so, ahead. So, we are going to talk about Super Bowl, but first, we're going to talk about the NBA rookies and how they're doing. It's been a few weeks since, you know, the season started and all that good stuff. So I have a ranking right ne- right now. I want to tell me, you know, if you agree with it or not. Um, Ten, this is NBA.com. Bless you. They have LaMelo Ball first, 12.4 points per game, 7.0 rebounds per game, 6.0 um, APG. Um, we have James Wiseman, 10.9, 6.1, 1. 1.5. He's at two? James Wiseman's yeah. at two. Okay. That's that's fair. Tracy Hal- Halliburton? How do you say his Is he first? on the Kings? Yeah, he he got the West often uh, West Rookie of the Month. Twelve point one, two point seven rebounds per game, five point three APG. Anthony Edwards four, Patrick Williams five. So, do are we liking what we see so far? Uh, the rookies so far. I think that seems fair. I think Lamelo's clear cut better than most of the rookies. I mean, youngest person ever to score triple double. I think that this is. For me, at least, this seems to be a very weak rookie class as of right now. Um, the fact that you said Anthony Edwards, what was it, three or four, whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Edwards, by most rookie standards, has been fairly inconsistent, very bad. Yeah. Not a, very bad, but he's had, he, I think, either last game or the game before he had a career night. He did um, have that crazy dunk. Yeah, he has had some like spots, but the problem is is that he's super inefficient. Um, his shooting just isn't what people thought it was going to be. Um, and once again, he's very young, and so it, it, it could all of that is subject to change. Yeah. Um, LaMelo Ball, I think LaMelo Ball is balling out. Um, I am excited to see him in the starting lineup. This past week was the first time he actually got in the start, starting lineup. Um, I think that the, the Hornets have a really good young core. Um, I'm not only excited for LaMelo Ball, but also seeing like Miles Bridges, that yeah. how much he's kind of stepped up and improved. The whole team um, looks great. Yeah, and I mean – a new center. I, honestly, Cody Zeller even has played decently. Yeah. He dunked on Giannis. He dunked, dunked on Giannis. So, I mean, I, We're just I think, dunking on everyone in this team. Yeah, we dunked d- on Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, Giannis. Yeah. Who's next? No. LeBron. Who's next? Who's going to be like Miles Bridges dunking so, on LeBron somehow? Honestly, Le- Miles Bridges probably is the most likely to dunk on someone. <laughs> Cody Zeller would not have been my number one choice. I would not expect Cody to do that because he's always falling do over you himself. Think do you think that um, <laughs> since we had COVID and the rookies might not have been able to be as the team as much and practice as much as a group, do you think that might affect the rookie year this year? I think so. I think I don't think that it's 
I think that it's more of the summer league that they usually have. Yeah, where they get to play against each other. Yeah, where they kind of it's it's an easy transition. It's kind of an ease in instead of you literally going from a one and done going against college players to now you're going against LeBron James and like there's no transition <laughs> for that. Going I mean, from- yes, you might like Zion for instance, like phenoms like Zion that we saw last year, like. I think Zion played in like four or five summer games or whatever, and then remember, he like hurt. Yeah, I remember Zion's first game back from that injury. He had seventeen or like twenty three points in seventeen minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I, I think for like phenoms like that, like they can do that transition when you're just a once in a generational talent. But I feel like, for me at least, Lamelo, James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards whoever your third one, the guy from the Kings is, I don't feel like n- none of those three or four are once-in-a-generational talents. I think they're that all great. Zion was. Yeah, they can be – I mean, don't get me wrong. They can definitely be all-stars. And w- we might see people take a step up like we've seen Bradley Beal this year. That's another person we got to talk about. Um, but It's like when we talked – sorry. It's like when we talked about the rookies when we did the NBA draft is like Melo has the highest ceiling. Because he can do it all. Yeah. I, I think Anthony Edwards, I mean, once again, this is all based on us being two, three months in, whatever it is. Yeah, this is too early to really make any solid. For sure, for sure. But I, I think I think LaMelo, as of right now, I agree with the NBA list. of yeah. LaMelo right now is the clear-cut favorite for the Rookie of the Year. Yep. All right, so I just want to get an update on the rookies this year. I think it's interesting with COVID, seeing how they developed. So... The Super Bowl is here. Oh, buddy. Uh, but before every Super Bowl... As of right now, just real quick, uh, Philadelphia 76ers are beating the Charlotte Hornets 64-42 to at halftime. That is a 22-point difference. And if they come back and win, beautiful. It's never um, over till it's over. Also, every time I go to a sports game, if there's overtime, that's free sports. Um, the Each week for Super Bowl, there's usually the Pro Bowl. And I've seen a lot of people complain about the Pro Bowl not being as good as it used to be. It's no longer held in Hawaii. It's no longer a game. It's more of a show. Do you think we'll ever see the repeat of, like, the Pro Bowl where people actually want to watch? Or do you think that's gone now with, like, an injury uh, threat? They, they're they never going to play fully like it's a real game. I think the only person who ever took that serious was uh, Sean Taylor. So, I see, two pro- I see two problems with the Pro Bowl. The first problem... The first problem is is they're not playing for anything. Yeah. Um, if you look at the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, whoever wins that gets, gets home field money. advantage for Game 7 of the World Series, whether it's an NL team, whether it's an AL team. And so, yes, they're not going ver- to – they're not going to – it's not as serious. Like, yes, they want to win, but it's also not – we're going to put the best pitcher on the mound for nine innings, and if he goes, he goes. Usually they have a rotation, and everybody gets a chance to play and stuff like that. Um, But the NBA and the NFL don't have that. The second thing – or I actually have three reasons why I don't think the Pro Bowl is that good. So that's the first reason. An extra for free. Yeah, for free. Um, Wild card. Um, The second second reason is I just don't think – because it's before Super Bowl, anybody who's playing in the Super Bowl, which is the Patrick Mahomes, which is the Tom Brady's, which is the Travis Kelsey's, which is the uh, Tyreek Hill's, who should be in the Pro Bowl or not in the Pro Bowl because they're preparing for the game. Um, And so, whereas even in the All-Star game, the NBA All-Star game, even though they're not technically competing with 
they're, they're not, not there's gonna, not a championship game waiting after it. Not not only that, but the the best of the best is playing. Yeah. And so you have the LeBrons, you have the Giannis's, yeah. and so I mean, you look at you talk about Travis Kelsey, who is best tight the end best player. tight end. He's not going to be playing in it. Um, Patrick Mahomes, who is arguably, if not Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, is better this season, but number two or number three, based on who you ask, he's not going to be in it. And so I, I think that you're losing out on talent. So I've talked about I've talked about that. Talked about it's not worth anything, but also I think that it's just not it's not flashy. I mean, yeah. the NBA, like, there's no defense. But yeah. the fans don't care about the defense because you see dunks. windmill dunks and 360s. Steph, Steph, Steph Curry they dunked should, one time. Yeah. They were like, what is this? They should do the Pro Bowl after the Super Bowl. I, but yeah. then if the people who lost don't want to do it. You know what I think they should do? They should get how many? So there's, what, 12, 11 starters and with everyone else? Get 11 random Joe Schmoes off. Off, off of the streets who think they can play football and play against the put team. them in pads oh. and just throw them out there. It's like that let's, is a lawsuit. That would not go well. You would sign a waiver saying that you you know you're not going to sue. But could you imagine if, if they were like JJ some guy's Watt just like kills me. bro, I can play football and they go out there and you're like Jesus Christ. You yep. see DeAndre Hopkins just like make a man break his leg. Yeah. But I also think it would be interesting if they did pay them. And maybe not like home field they advantage. Do. The, uh, they right. do, I. But I think that it's not, from my understanding, because Pat McAfee talked about it one time. I think that it's like a hundred thousand um, dollars. But when you're talking about, like, yes, that's a hundred thousand dollars plus your contract. If you make the Pro Bowl, you might get more based on your contract. Yeah, I think I'm sure that there's incentives, like contract incentives. Um, but if but, you're making a hundred, you know, sixty million dollars total in your career, a hundred thousand dollars isn't exactly. And I, I think that. I, I can't remember which one of you said it, but I think that it is one of those things where if you're going to kind of not take it super seriously, lean into the beauty aspect of it. Have it in Hawaii. Have And I personally love the... I like the bring, skills challenges. Bring, bring back the who can throw the farthest, who can yeah, yeah. run the fastest, who can bench the most. Like, those type of challenges which are yeah. so simple, but like, I would love... Dude, if, if I you, saw Tyreek Hill like just run as fast as he could... If you saw Tyreek Hill go against John Ross, who goes against John... And it's Brown Scotty or something like that yeah. it versus Scotty Miller, like that, them just in like normal clothes, just with cleats. Yeah, no pads. and you see like and you see like Quint Nelson go against uh, get the, the biggest dude you got yeah, out there running. Yeah, Aaron not e- Donald not even run a like, forty, not even like running, but like the have Aaron Donald versus Quinn Nelson in a bench press contest. Like that is going these, to attract some these people. these Greek gods. Because right, because honestly, right now it's not about. It's not about the game. Nobody cares about the game. They just kind of go out there for a photo op. The, the number yeah. one thing that people love to see is these challenges. And so if you're gonna if you're gonna kind of focus more on the challenges, that's fine. We see the dunk contest. We see all these other kind of NBA yeah, things. The, the dunk contest is like. Yeah, I mean, is. honestly, I would rather watch the dunk contest than the NBA All Star Game. And, but if you're gonna do that, lean fully into it. Go yeah. all out. Have have peop, have Scotty Miller and Tyreek Hill, which apparently they're supposed they to race, race at halftime. Um, but yeah, I I, I think that it, gonna, wait, how are they gonna fit that in? I don't know. The weekend's got a show to put on. Listen, what's gonna happen is the weekend's gonna put a show on, and there's what's just his gonna, name, Abel. Is his real name? Yeah, like Abel Testify or something. Didn't he just get? Plastic surgery? No, that was for a music video. That's a that was like he's making fun of the Grammys or something. Okay, um, sorry. Uh, tangent. 
I, he said the weekend. I thought that was the guy. Wild so card. There's just gonna be there's just gonna be like in this giant display of music. There's just gonna be two dudes in the back running, <laughs> and you're gonna like kind of see them. Like, hey, is that is that Tyree Kill? And it's just him running at max speed, and then you're just gonna see him run across. And like, look right, like the over. Flash. Apparently, Scotty Miller like. I don't know whether y'all have seen the clip of it, but it was he was catch, catching punts and he caught like nine balls, bro. Bro, like imagine. I, I never just heard like, of him until like the Bucks got to the playoffs. Like just catching, not, like not catching nine and then throw. Like he catches it and then he catches another one on top of it, then another one on top of it. He caught nine and had him freaking tucked in like I a think, baby. I think I saw Calvin Johnson do like sixteen. That'd be wild. I haven't seen that. But Scotty just doing nine in, in general is insane. I think I think it'd be really cool if they had like get the kickers out there. See so who can kick the farthest. No rush. As much wind up time as they need. Just let them twenty yard run. Just let them <laughs> just let them nail it. Yeah, I think it would be cool to have like a like a tournament of like a kicker off of like start at the twenty and if, if you, you make it, you keep going exactly, and you keep doing that until you run out of space or something like that. I think it would be super cool. The I'm reason, at the eighty. The reason they should bring back to throw the farthest is to finally settle the Mahomes versus Josh Allen thing. I don't know who would win that. I know. I mean, my money might be on on Josh. Just bro, I watched the whole thing of like, dude, you never know because like. I mean, yes, you got Patrick Mahomes, and yes, you have Josh Allen, but you might Aaron have Rogers. somebody like Aaron Rodgers, or you might have somebody Herbert. like a yeah, you might have somebody like a who Herbert just who would just crank cranks one. Dude, I saw um, I was watching one from like two thousand two, two thousand three, and I don't I can't remember the guy's name. Is it the one I sent you, it might have been, but where the where the like Saints Peyton, guy won the yeah the. Is the black quarterback? Yeah, it, dude. It was like Payton. Payton threw it like sixty-five yards in the air. Tom, Tom threw it like sixty-two or something like that. And then this black guy, who I'd never even heard of from the the Saints, just like casually just runs up and throws a bomb that's like seventy-three yards or something just like that. Like Jesus, <laughs> dude. And yeah, and I think like Doug Flutie was on there, and it's like, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Oh man, I think I think they need to lean into these skills more. I mean, it's just it's 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 just That's like it it's like watching like it's like boxers going at it or something. It's like something you go like if I got hit once, I'm going down. Like to see Patrick Mahomes, I think there was um, one time where like he was like, "How far can he?" Goes like seventy yards. It's just like casually, I'm just like, dude, I could probably throw a football like thirty, twenty to thirty yards if on a good day. I think the problem. And this is like kind of going back to the original point of why the Pro Bowl sucks. I think the <laughs> I think the Pro Bowl like there's no reason why it shouldn't suck because you have the best players in the NFL who are going against one another. But because of injuries and they don't want to get hurt and stuff like that. I mean, if you have freaking Patrick Mahomes throwing to DK Metcalf, who his running back is. Uh, freaking Derrick Henry, yeah. like that is a like that is what That's we awesome. live for yeah. here. But like, if they're not gonna play hard, it's like, What's yeah, what are we doing? Yeah, and I think it's it's that double edged sword where it's like, do I want more football games for more fantasy football? Yes. Do I want players to get hurt? No. no. I think it's more so the NFL views it as like, here's a hold you over for a week. And that's yeah. how they treat it. On it, yeah, I I agree with you, and I think that. I mean, there is – no, I agree with you because I think that they should keep, like, 
I think they should keep it as is of like Super Bowl be two weeks out from yeah, conference you, championship. Because you're going to want as much time as you can to prepare. This is the biggest game of the of the of the for America. I I, I like honestly a holiday, really. I honestly don't see. The only thing that I can think of is either make it like a real game, or fully go buy into these skills challenges because I don't think it's going to get moved because. There's not enough time in the season for it to get moved. And plus, I don't think that it will ever get, like, after the Super Bowl. Because, honestly, Super Bowl is the pinnacle and the last of the the season. So, um, there's no reason to, like, oh, we we won the championship. Oh, but you know what comes next week is the Pro Bowl. Nobody really would care about it. No, but if the Pro Bowl was a a ball out, max strength, you know, best versus best maybe but i think um i think it's just kind of lost part of its luster i think they should lean to the skill challenges but that brings us into the players who aren't there give me a few players that you are most interested in seeing what happens during the super bowl Girl. one one player per team that you go like i want to see this i want to see how this player performs i want to see gronk do well i want to see if he can channel his old self and be on par with kelsey I think all right, so that's what I want. This is see. just personally for me. I think this is all gonna come down to Tampa Bay running backs. And the reason why I say Tampa Bay is we know what Tom Brady's gonna do. But I think that the Chiefs know what Tom Brady's gonna do. But if you can get Leonard Fournette or Ronald Jones and you can get them rolling and Leonard Fournette, I mean He showed that he could run. He can show that he can run and yes, he's still not the best running back catching running back that you he like Used that be. you can have but i mean my man can still run downhill um and so i think that this all going to boil down to the chiefs you know that they're going to be lighting it up all over the place they could be down 24 nothing with 2 minutes left in the fourth quarter and somehow some way come back and win impromptu uh prop bet first play pass or run right now run yeah, probably run. I'm going to go pass play just to be. Run is usually what they always do in every game to be safe. I think. It's so, going to be jittery. I think that, and I was thinking about this when we were talking about Pro Bowl. Just something to kind of make it a little bit more interesting. Whoever, the NFC or the AFC, whoever wins gets the, gets essentially what they get for a coin flip. And so they could receive first for the Super Bowl. They oh, could they so could kick first. They could defend their goal. They could go against a, their goal. That'd be a good incentive. Well, I mean, what the problem is, you would have to build up. I don't think there's animosity like in baseball, where it's like you have your two sides who've been playing against each other for years. For football, it's like, all right, and, I mean, I'm in one division, you're in the and other. Plus, it's at an. I'm, Except for this year, site. it's at a neutral site, so like home field advantage doesn't if, really if, matter that much. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers win at, along, their own at their own stadium, along with Tampa Bay Lightning winning, and I think the Tampa Bay Devil Rays winning. They went to the World Series. They went to the World Series. Win. That is almost a trifecta, which would be crazy. I mean, that's probably – Especially for Tampa. I mean, if you look at L.A. or you look at Boston or or even like New York, it hasn't happened think, in a long time. I don't time, think – has Boston ever had – sorry, has Boston ever had the point where the Patriots won 
the Bruins won I'm sure. and the Celtics I'm, won in the same year? I'm sure. Because I know, I'm pretty like, sh- the last 20 years, there's only been three years that one of them haven't won a championship. Yeah, well, I'm talking about all three at the yeah, same time. I don't know. I don't know. But, on, I mean, in yeah. all honesty, if you look at, like, what we're talking about with Tampa Bay, where two of them win, then I'm sure that that's happened at some point. The Bruins yeah. have been pretty good for the past 20 years. The we all know about the we all know about the Patriots and the Celtics. I think won like back to back in the mid 2000s or whatever it is. So I, I think that it's definitely happened. I don't know how recent it is. In LA, there's freaking a thousand sports teams out in LA. So at some point, they've had to overlap a little bit. Do you think this would be like the I know Brady says he wants to continue, but if Tom Brady wins in Tampa Bay a year after being removed for the Patriots, do you think he thinks about retiring? Uh, no, I fully think that he's going to go until he's 45. I think that he set that goal for himself, and I think that Tom, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, oh, like he is one of those people who, when he sets that goal, he's going to get that goal. And so he's 43 now. He'll be 44 by the next season, and I think next season will be his final season, if not the one after. Who's winning? I got the Chiefs, but I don't know. It's really unpredictable. Do you but know the I only the Chiefs will win. Do you know the only quarterback that has beaten Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That's it, was, it. It was only because D Ford lined up offsides in the championship game. Yeah. So I, so I'm going with the Chiefs as well, um, and. The reason why is because, yes, Tom Brady is at his 10th Super Bowl. And, yes, he's already won six and all this stuff. But the Chiefs, they're a juggernaut. They look like when they get rolling, when they figure it out, there's no stopping them. And you could rush. You could drop back. You could, hell, hit Travis Kelsey and get him concussed or whatever it is, and you're still going to be facing a juggernaut of a team. I think – my bad. I don't want to interrupt you. No, but good. I think the only fault the Chiefs have right now is no run game, but they don't have to. Yeah. And their O-line woes at the tackle, but still he's mobile and can just play breaks down. He can run out and make something happen. Yeah. So it's like there's no flaws. I do think that it's going to be interesting to see how the offensive line has is going to hold up for both sides because both sides – I, th- I know have a for way better O line, but I know for both sides they're somewhat battered. Of like they've lost, I think one or two like of their yeah. starters to injuries over the past of the couple of years. One of the chief players on the O line in uh, COVID protocol. I do not know that. Yeah, so I was actually about to mention that. So the Chiefs were going to get their twenty players went to go get their haircut by a team barber. Their barber tested positive for COVID halfway through the haircut. He got his results. They were both wearing masks. But the guy who was getting his haircut was that old lineman. They're monitoring it. I think this happened. A so few 20 days. chief players potentially could have COVID. No, no. The one guy who was getting his haircut. Oh. But if that was the case, 20 there were dude. 20, then I think they Mahomes was one of them. But listen, if if that happens, they, if, also del- they also have the hotels for the Super Bowl booked for like a month and a half in advance. Yeah, I so think if they have to move it. Yeah. They'll move it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what happened. He's He can come back Saturday. Yeah, if he tests negative like twice in a row, no, for because sure. Because he doesn't even test it positive; it's just protocols. Yeah. As McCall Hardman got no, Demarcus Robinson or something, one of the Chiefs' fifth receivers or whatever. Yeah. He's in COVID protocol though. Talking about Super Bowl stories, do you think Antonio Brown deserves to win a Super Bowl the way that he's acted? Do you feel like Love Bell deserves to I have think, a Super Bowl? 
the way he acted. Whatever AB has Les is, Bell even done anything for the Chiefs this year? Has AB mm. done anything for the AB has three? AB has done he's stuff. got three catches in the playoffs for like thirteen yards. Le'Veon hasn't had a carry in the postseason at all. That's interesting. To so me. I thought he did a you know, little more. I think the Steelers and them have both moved on. I'm over it at this point. I think AB is trying to change his ways. I hope so, as being like a terrible person, throwing furniture off roofs, almost hitting kids, speeding, cheating on his wife a bunch, the sexual assault case that he has pending. Um, if he's reinventing himself as a better person and this is one of his goals and if he wins, good for him. I'd much rather see Le'Veon win it because he just wanted more money. He didn't just crap and burn all his bridges on the way out. I'd rather Lev win. So, but whoever wins, good for them. They got what they wanted. So, I mean, it will be interesting. It will be interesting. So, talking about potential preseason stuff, we ex- saw a huge trade go down. Matthew Stafford going to the Rams. Um, tell me your thoughts on this. Shock, surprise. The Rams won. The Rams not having a first round pick in seven years. You know, was he worth it? What is the ceiling? What is the floor? What's going on with with? So, everything? did you have? I, I was kind of zoned out. So, have you gave the full details of uh, the Rams? I was going to let you guys pick that up. Well, I know they got like three draft picks. So, so the Rams got two first rounders, but their future first rounders, aka, I think it's you mean twenty. The, the Lions. Oh uh, yes, I'm sorry. Um, the Goff. Lions got Jared Goff, the twenty. The Rams 2023 first round pick, the Rams 2024 first round pick, and I think the third round this year. Okay, yeah, I think so, yeah. Well, for Matthew Stafford, obviously. I think they both won. I think Jared Goff's an average quarterback, but Matthew Stafford has been wasted in Detroit and putting him on a team with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, Cooper, great receivers. If they just draft another running back maybe and some more pieces, they are contenders in the well, NFC. Well, they're not. They don't have the the firsts. Yeah, I mean, if they can get well, a run you can get a running back in any round. I mean, think about you trade up. I mean, I just trade think, up to get Najee Harris or something like that. No, that's our guy. <laughs> no, but I I actually completely agree with Avery, um, which doesn't happen often. But well, um, we agree I, a lot. I I think that it is. I think it is a mutually beneficial thing. Of I mean, you look at last year the Rams. You look. You have. Cooper Cup, you have Robert Woods, you have Tyler Higby, you have uh, a a good offense. You had statistically the best defense in the NFL. Will, Stafford will excel in McVay's offense too. And I mean, we're talking about Stafford, who is continuously yes, he's continuously hurt, and so yes, you kind of got to watch out for that. But I mean, when you have a decent offensive line, which can protect you a little bit compared to a Lions offensive line, which you're getting battered and bruised every single day, uh, or every single game, excuse me, I, I think that it's one of those things where... No, every day. People come yeah. up and beat the <laughs> crap out of Stafford. He, hey, thanks. His whole line's not there. I think Stafford has been underappreciated by the league for like his whole career. Yeah. He's been a top 10. Well, he's been in Detroit. Yeah, but he's been a top 10, and the ownership there has just refused to build a team around him, except for, like, washed-up vets. But I will tell you this. So, the, we talked about the Rams, but the reason why I think this is beneficial for the Lions is not only first-rounders and Jared Goff being a 
decent uh honestly could be a, a good quarterback i mean if you're looking at some if you're looking at a team who's looking to rebuild which i feel like the lions are i mean they really don't have any established like really good players they traded away darius slay last last year um and you have that new coach who's take taking people by the kneecaps and saying we're gonna <laughs> bite Campbell. their kneecaps off to be honest when he says we're gonna bite their kneecaps off i thought this man was losing his mind in the interview when they fall down and we get back up, we're going to bite their kneecaps and was, off. And then he goes, and then we it's get knocked down again, more. and then we're going to bite a kneecap again. He, I'm like, why are we getting kneecaps? He was better than the Eagles coach who like looked like a deer with his head. Like, yeah, yeah, my boy was all confused. But I was going to say, since all the quarterbacks drafted in the 2016 draft class, Goff, Wentz, Paxton Lynch, Christian Hackenberg, and like two other guys. Christian Hackenberg, the all of them are traded except for Wentz. Traded or not in the NFL anymore. That's got to be the, the worst, worst quarterback class, man. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean? And Brady's still in the league. Come yeah, on. I'm tired of Tom Brady. But if Goff is in a new place, he wants to be, and Stafford is. That means Wentz has got to be going to Indy, right, to reunite with Frank Reich. I think he's Maybe. staying. They fired. I think I heard they fired their coach because they believe in Carson Wentz. I I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. With you. That's I don't crazy. know. I don't know what they would want in return. Because his contract. <laughs> yeah, because like, in, well, they like need a quarterback Indy, though. Yes, Indy needs a quarterback. But I mean, you look at the draft. I mean, if you look at the first. 13 picks you could find five quarterbacks in the first 50 in the first 13 to 15 picks there so you think they'll like trade up get like Trey Lance or something maybe I mean Indianapolis Colts trades with the Panthers Panthers trade back score an extra second maybe a third if you get in the eight I'll take it I think y'all need to get I just don't think Mac Jones is like a good I don't think that a lot of people are saying that Mac Jones might go to the Panthers. I don't think God. that's. I don't and, think that's a good idea. But the reason why is not because of his stuff at Alabama, but apparently he shined really brightly at the Senior Bowl recently. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Matt but Rule. But you know who also shined at the Senior Bowl? Carson Wentz. Just saying. Yeah, I think um, Jake Delon. I'll, I'll say this: um, Matt Rule had an interview where he talked about how he said we had a draft prospect that was really high on our board, and I spent a elevator ride with him, and I knew we wasn't worth it. Um, Damn. So who said that? Matt Rule said in an interview he was Dang, just, that's wild. Matt Rule said I mean what sucks is that I'm sure that player knew who he was. He didn't mention the player's name out of respect, <laughs> I'm sure, like, but I hate Matt Rule. He was just like he was just like he just oh starts name dropping people. <laughs> He's like this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude touched my um <laughs> Whoa <laughs> <laughs> He's he starts saying some wild Steve Largent. <laughs> he oh, God, steps Steve out Steve was in the elevator. <laughs> Steve <laughs> Hey y'all, stop dissing my boy Steve. He's he lost race, in that poll. I voted for him. He's racist. We're gonna talk about, gonna talk about the poll after this. Um, mm. No, but he he said in an interview which I respected. He was just like, I was in an elevator ride with a dude that we thought was gonna be a high pick for us. Something like maybe he thought he was like a first or a second or third round pick. He goes at the end of that elevator ride, I knew he wasn't gonna fit with the team. So he also, I also learned that Jeremy Chin we pursued him a lot was because we saw him shine at the senior bowl. So nice. the Panthers, Jones? so the Panthers talent has seen an eye for it, but I think we can ride with Teddy for one more year. In my opinion, we're, we're eighth. Let's see where we are and let's see where the other, because I've heard a lot of stuff that this, that all the other quarterbacks around in the senior bowl haven't looked that great. And I know that Trevor Lawrence is the consensus number one, but there hasn't really been like a, 
I mean, Justin Fields is number two, but after that, it's like, well, the big problem is, is Trey you want, Lance, man. You want you want to have a team established for a new rookie quarterback to step into the field, because um, what's the point of getting one if your team's just going to suck anyway? You've ruined the talent. So if you build a good team around it, like a Russell Wilson who was drafted in the third, then you might be getting something. I'm going to be honest with you, and this is just me to you and the listeners. I don't know quarterbacks enough to say that a person should or should not get a quarterback because I thought that Titty Kiss and Mitchell Trubisky would be a good quarterback, and he was not. And, I mean, honestly, if you look at – I mean, we just talked about it. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff went one and two. You look at Patrick Mahomes, which is probably the best that we've seen, like has the brightest future by far in the league. He went like number 10. I think Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Watson went, went even – He went before Mahomes. Deshaun Watson went before. He went like – Eighth, yeah, but I think that it's one of those things where like you might find you might get a Trey Lance and he might go really good and you might get a Zach Wilson and he might bust and you might I mean you might get a Justin Fields and he might be really good and Jack uh, Mac Jones he might bust and you really don't know with quarterbacks because like most of the time if you get a if you get a running back if you get a running back more than likely they're going to be pretty solid. And there's definitely bust to that. I yeah. think I think Trent Richardson was kind of like the biggest one for that. Um, but I don't, haven't seen one since, really. Well, no, there was the uh, Washington football teams. Darius Geis, well, he Hurt. Like, he like, but he like and tours then, ACL like two years he, in a he row. Like yeah. Hurt and himself then like, and then raped someone, right? I think it was domestic assault. Something like that. Same thing. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> falls into the same category. Yikes. All right. Um, I don't mean it like that. I'm not deni- – oh, God, now i got to defend myself. Don't cancel me. I'm saying – I thought I was going to be the first one to get canceled. It's rape, but it, rape is assault. Anyways, sorry. Well, well, we'll have to see. <laughs> I, I mean, my, 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 my big thing I want to see the Panthers pick up as a Panthers fan is some offensive linemen. Yep, that's and, what I want the Steelers to do too. And, you know, we'll see. So let's, let's talk about our – so we have our Instagram page where we had our – Real quickly, um, I know that I I want you to know that that Oregon offensive lineman who's supposed to go to the Bengals, number five, is by far the best offensive lineman we've seen as a draft prospect in the last decade. So if you can, if somebody can trade up, I don't think the Bengals will give up that pick. But if they can trade for that Oregon offensive lineman, it could be a franchise changer. Thank you. For the Panthers, love to see it. I was going to say one more thing before we switch. PFF, you know, pro football focus, who, like, ranks players, said that the Bengals' problem was they needed more weapons and not an offensive line. Straight up said that on, like, national Twitter. So the Panthers are playing PFF to, to, to spread lies about the Bengals. Yeah, that that's probably what happened. Like, they actually said that. They oh. also said the Eagles were going to draft Mac Jones. What, what number do you have? 11, I think. But it's like... Why you got Wentz and uh, what's his name? Justin Fields. Not well, Justin right Fields. now they have Mac Jones going to the Patriots. I don't know what's going on. I'm just saying, like PFF's a bunch of idiots. I'll say it right here. Pro I, football focus. I, I I don't know. Sometimes let's start I a think war with this multi. From what I understand, company. they don't want it. Yeah, they don't want the smoke. We actually know from what, what I understand, about. they do really Wait, well for special teams, but for like. Offense and defense and stuff like that, they they kind of drop the ball. And there's definitely better. Sure, they like rank every position. 
No, they do. They do, but they're not the best from, at ranking. Yeah, offense, that's apparently. what I'm saying. Oh, oh. From for special teams, from what I hear, hey, they're well. the only ones who like actually like watch film on like simple stuff like punters and kickers and kick returners and gunners and hey, stuff well, like that. I'll tell you what, I can see with my own two eyes. The Bengals need a line. They gotta protect Joe Burrow, or else his still knee that wouldn't me- have broken still that four meme, places. Still that meme of him running away from all five of the defensive linemen. Oh, in, in that practice, one time. when he yeah. was running for his life. Yeah, yeah, bro. I'd be scared too if Geno Atkins and Carlos Dunlap were chasing me. I I really <laughs> hope Joe Burrow has a good. I want to. It, it sucks that Joe Burrow got hurt, but I want to see Trevor Lawrence and Joe Burrow go at it. But the big thing is, is that. And I know that he, and I know that he's probably going to do it now. But there's a there's a phrase that it was a big thing in Madden of don't try to be a hero. And Joe Burrow, yes, there there's that that there's that shock factor of he lowers his shoulder and runs somebody over, but wants to take a hit just but, to get into the game. Yeah, like and then I don't he know. died after taking one. Yeah, so <laughs> I. I I think they, they. I heard that he might sit out all next year to get healthy and stuff. But let's 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 talk about our R.I.P. the Bengals if he does. Uh, let's let's talk about our uh, our our first round and who won and who lost and all that good stuff. So let me pull it up. Um, so the first kind of the first. Uh, so we start out with the NFC North. It was Bart Starr versus Barry Sanders. Barry, Barry Sanders Sar- won. Barry Sanders won that. I will take full responsibility. I do think that it should have been Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah. I I will I will I will admit when I'm wrong, and I think that it should have been Aaron Rodgers. Um, Walter Baden beat Adrian Peterson. That's I didn't think tough. that there was. I didn't think there was going to be anything really there. Yeah. Um, Emmett Smith beat Reggie White, fifty-one percent to forty-nine percent. That's crazy. <clears throat> I think I think Reggie White should have won that. Reggie White's personally. like top three. Lineman ever. Oh, for sure. There Definitely. is an offensive bias in, in the there. only person that I think that offensive bias does not count for is who we're about to talk about next, which is Daryl Green versus Lawrence Taylor. I think that Lawrence Taylor is good enough where he's going to get. He's better than a lot of offensive four. players. Like yeah, he's. Some people consider him the best football player ever. Honestly, when it gets down to Lawrence Taylor and honestly Barry Sanders, that's going to be the lead eight. It's going to yeah. be an interesting one. Um. Drew Brees versus Warren Sapp. Drew Brees kind of ran away with it. Julius Peppers versus Deion Sanders. I love. I voted for Julius, but Deion's just. I think. De- I think that Deion, he could have been in the Cowboys. He could have been in the Falcons. And because Deion was such a sh- flashy, show-stopping player, um, I think that that was kind of why he yeah, won that. Julius Peppers was never like a big personality kind of. I mean, I, yeah. He, I mean, I know he's awesome and he works, in, but I never saw him on like TV. It's like this, like I'm, I'm prime time. Yeah. Um, then we got Jerry Rice beating Larry Fitzgerald. I think that. What was the percentage on that? Um, I think it was like a lot to a it was little. Like it's like ninety yeah. to ten. I That's think. saying something with Larry. Well, I, I think because he went up against Jerry Rice. I think it was just. Yeah, I'm with you. I think that was. It was eighty nine percent to eleven percent. Um. So Jerry Rice beating Larry Fitzgerald, Marshall Falk beating Steve Largent. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Steve. We were happy to put you. We there. ate it for you. We should have put Russ there, but I think I think Russ still would have lost. No, yeah. I think uh, against. You. I I think Marshall. I don't think Marshall Falk does have three offensive player of the year, so he might have fared a little bit better of a shot than Steve, just because Steve. I think they're you. 
where you say offensive offensive bias, I think there's, there's a, a recency bias. Yeah. yeah. Um, mean Joe Green, Ray Lewis. I think that that, that is blasphemous. I think that it was going to be. I thought that it was going to be closer to fifty fifty, but the recency bias kind of took it away. Okay. Ray Lewis, who a lot of people kind of grew up on. People don't realize how good Mean Joe was. For sure. Um, Jim Brown versus Anthony Munoz. Um, Jim Brown beat Ooh. Anthony Munoz. That's that's a, that's a good matchup. I I thought I, Jim Brown was going to run away with yeah, it. Yeah, I know. But I, I wanted Anthony Munoz to get his time, ever. man. Yeah. Lyman ever. And I messed I will tell you, I didn't. I should have kind of – he was going to lose anyway. But Tom Brady versus Bruce Smith, Bruce Smith being the stacks leader, I should have probably moved him down and put, like, Darrell Revis there or something like that. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I wanted – I think that – I think that Bruce Smith versus Dan Marino would have been a nice little matchup. Yeah. Um, On this podcast, we support our big boys. Big fellas, the big biggins. The purple I don't think anyone leaders. was going to beat Tom Brady. No, no, for sure. It's going to come down to Tom and Jerry. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, so, Dan Marino was the next one. Dan Marino versus Darrell uh, Revis. Dan Marino took away with it. I think it was like 75%, 25%. Payne Manning versus Jimmy Smith. Not even close. <laughs> I think it was like, I think it was like ninety-two percent to eight percent or something like that. Jags fans voted for Jimmy. Yeah, for real. I honestly think it was just for the people who were trolling us. Um, Warren Moon versus JJ Watt. JJ Watt ran away with it. John Elway versus Tony Gonzalez was a fifty-fifty split, and Tony Gonzalez won by five votes. Dang, your vote matters. It was like five oh five. I think Stop it was like five oh four. It was like five oh four to four ninety nine. It was wild. Jesus. <laughs> was that too soon? No. Gene Upshaw versus LT. I think that LT – Gene Upshaw is great, but he was an 80s lineman, and a, and he was a lineman. So, that's kind of – that was tough. Uh, the next kind of – we are at the Sweet 16 now. Right now it is Barry Sanders versus Walter Payton, Emmett Smith versus Lawrence Taylor, Drew Brees versus Deion Sanders, Jerry Rice versus Marshall Falk, Ray Lewis versus Jim Brown, Tom Brady versus Dan Marino, Peyton Manning versus J.J. Watt, Tony Gonzalez versus LaDainian Tomlinson. I will read you what the scores are right now, and I will tell you this. Not many times, usually there are 300 people who have already kind of voted, so usually – what it's at right now is more than likely what it's going to stay. Barry Sanders right now has a 70% to 30% over Walter Payton. Lawrence Taylor has a 79% to 21% over Emmett Smith. Jerry Rice, 98% over 2%. Deion Sanders, 70% over 30% over Drew Brees. That's, that's I think that this that's Ray crazy. Lewis over Jim Brown is wild. Ray Lewis, 58% to Jim Brown's 42%. Same way in which you feel about me and Joe Green, I feel about Jim Brown, by the way. Yeah. Um, Tom Brady, 84% yeah, over Dan Marino, 16%. Peyton. Peyton Manning versus J.J. Watt, 90% to 10%. And then Tony Gonzalez, 53% over LaDainian Tomlinson, LT's 47%. It's gonna... So I want to know not who's who's your finals, but who is your final four. Can I see the chart? So I will tell you this. I think that from the top left region, I'm going with Lede- or, uh, Lawrence Taylor. From the bottom left region, still in the NFC, um, I'm going with uh, Jerry Rice. From the top right, I'm going with Tom Brady, obviously. And then the last one, I'm going Payton. with Paid Manning. Yeah, yep. that's mine. 
Same thing. That's fine. I think Barry Sanders. I think Barry Sanders is the only one who can make a run for a uh, Jerry Rice, Tom Brady, <coughs> and I think Peyton Manning will uh, beat Tony Gonzalez barely. But to answer your question, I actually think that if Lawrence Ta- – I think that it's going to be Lawrence Taylor versus Tom Brady and not Jerry Rice versus Tom Brady. I think it will be Jerry and Tom. Jerry and Tom. Or Jerry, Tom and Jerry. Jer- I can't Terry, say Jerry and Tom. Tom. Tom and Jerry. Could you imagine if Tom Brady and Jerry Rice were on the same team? No. Yeah, I'd hate it. I honestly don't know if Jerry Rice would be as efficient as he was – back then as he is I don't know if he would be as efficient now as he was back then gonna be honest with you they also didn't throw a lot back then yeah uh, and he put up those numbers he he was consistent yes but I think that the athleticism that we have here were our defensive backs are more athletic now than they were back then and so you you, you're probably not gonna have 10, 12 straight years of 1,200 yards per year or something like that. Like the like the um, Daryl Reavers versus Jerry Rice would have been an interesting. I mean, you're talking about – we're not talking about a Megatron or like a DK Metcalf who's just a freak of nature. We're talking about Jerry Rice who went to Mississippi Valley College and is like 5'10". He has like the best route running ever. No, he is, he had good route running. Don't, don't get me wrong. But I think it would have been a little bit better matchup. I'm not saying that he wouldn't be good – but I think that it would have been interesting. So to to wrap this up, well, what what are we're we're about the end of the Super Bowl? We're talking about the best players of all time. One of the best players, arguably this year, might get traded, which is Deshaun Watson. Your thoughts on what you'd have to give up, and some ideas of what trades or big season pushes you might see this year by teams. So. I'll start us out on this one. I said it a couple weeks ago, but I think Deshaun Watson, especially now that they see Matthew Stafford, which is definitely not as good as Deshaun Watson, you get two first-rounders, another quarterback in exchange, and a third-rounder. I'm going with they're probably going to ask for probably three or four first-rounders, to be honest with you. And maybe even like if you're going for the 49ers, for instance, they might ask for – a first round, two first rounders this year, and a first round next year, and Jimmy G for Deshaun, and maybe like a fourth round pick or something to make the 49ers feel a little bit less bad about themselves. But yeah, we'll give you a fourth. Yeah. after giving away three firsts, yeah. Ryan. So I I think that it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a big bidding war. Um, it might be it might come down to literally uh, getting off a Zoom call with the 49ers and say, hey, the the Steelers are are offering us this and they go to the the Panthers and they go hey the the 49ers and the Steelers how are offering many, us this. I know that there's a cap on how many first round picks you can give away in the future for football is it four I have no idea actually I don't know I know it's not like it's, pro- it's probably not like the Cowboys trade where it was like 10 first rounders for Herschel Walker or something like that what it, what it was back in the 90s it's Probably like five. Yeah, probably. I don't like know if there's a cap. There might not even be a cap, but no. I I've never heard in of the, the NFL. Cap. No one's gonna trade picks like that because it's not like the NBA where it's like three rounds of players. It's like you have seven rounds and every pick matters. Yeah. I I I think Deshaun will go for a lot. I already saw a bunch of NFL like people like Tom Pelissaro and people saying that NFL executives have said the Deshaun Watson trade is not gonna be as big as the Matthew Stafford one. 
They've already really? said they've already said that. They said that Is it because the, Deshaun wants out so bad that it lowers his that trade he value? Might sit out for a year. From what I hear, because of the new CBA, the or because of the new CBA agreement, if he does that, that could be detrimental to like the salary that he might get, and oh. like it, it. I heard that well, it's like a high risk, maybe high reward, but definitely high risk. Well, I just saw that the whole they said the whole reason that Matthew Stafford was traded for so much was the they were paying for Goff's contract to leave, basically. Mm. Yeah. So with yeah, you are taking a, on a massive contract. But I think Matthew Stafford has a pretty big contract too. It's I think not he's, as big as Goff's. Though. No, I think Goff's is like, but I think Goff's is like thirty five a year or something like that, and and Matthew Stafford's maybe like thirty twenty nine something like that. Do uh, we see Dak Prescott signing with the Cowboys? Yeah, he wants to stay with them. I, they'll, they'll get a deal done, I'm sure. Bro, he's their whole team. I'm right gonna now. be honest with you though. If if the you, we talked about the Colts earlier. But if the Colts can somehow get Dak Prescott, they are now Super Bowl contenders. And I said it, and I'll stick with it. I think I that think they're if, your second favorite team. Yes, but <laughs> no, but I think that the the Colts have a good defense. They have an okay offense. Jonathan Taylor's kind of coming into his coming into his own. And I think we talked about it with Phil. Phil was the reason why they kind of fell off at the end, and. And Phil Rivers, love him to death. Rest in peace to his, his retired soul. Going to have some more kids with He ain't dead, but he's had fo- more kids. Coach football yeah. in, Bama, in Alabama in high school. There was a chart that had Phil Rivers' kids with Tom Brady's Super Bowls, and it was wild. Um, Phillip was winning this. Yeah, because I think he has nine kids right now. If, he's what, undefeated. Never lost. This man said, I got a perfect batting record. Um, but my my question is, you talked about earlier that the quarterbacks was like the most important position and, and we are in a really rich quarterback um, era. Do you think that what team besides the Colts needs a quarterback? What team are you looking at this off season to go? They are going to make a push for a quarterback. This is my Saints. last question. Saints. Saints. They got Jameis Winston. Jameis is not on contract. He's a free agent. So Jameis is technically on contract. Okay. It de- it definitely could be that he signs back with them, but it's definitely not guaranteed. Probably Did the Drew Brees officially retired. Yeah, he retired after that game. Probably the forty. He hasn't officially no, he hasn't retired officially yet. Retired. Oh. Well, I think he's done, bro. I think he's done too, but it's not official. Oh. Official yet. Well, the Forty ers are looking. Yeah. They uh, don't want to go out with Jimmy, but if they have to, they will type. Bro. I think that technically the Dolphins are still in the hunt. I don't think that they'll give up on Tua yet, but I think that they're open to something, something. Um, Jets, obviously, Sam Darnold could get Giants. moved around. Um, I think that Giants are stuck on Daniel Jones for now. Um, I think that next year we might be having the same conversation of Giants are done with Mac Jones, t- that that type thing. Um who knows? I mean, Derek Carr is always – he's one of those that is constantly up in the air of he could be gone, he could stay, he could be great, all this kind Bro, of stuff. This is the crazy thing is the Raiders last year or this past season was not Derek Carr's fault at all. He put yeah. up career highs in everything. Yeah. It's uh, their defense. Washington football team is another one. Yeah. Steelers even. Steelers, yeah. They signed Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I think Ben's going to play one more year and hopefully groom Dwayne to be like – the predecessor, or would it be wild was. if the Pittsburgh Steelers trade away Big Ben for Deshaun Watson? They'll never do that. Do yeah. you do you think the Texans fans would burn down their stadium? The Texans fans, the freaking the Steelers, Steelers fans, fans would, bro. 
I mean, yes, mm-hmm. they get an upgrade in talent, but I mean, you think about like you're ruining I, your I whole relationship like with, with your franchise. It's kind of like Drew Brees. Like, if Drew Brees wants to stay with You'll New Orleans, him. you gotta stick with Drew Brees just because of what he's done. Even if he's 50 year old and sucks like you got to roll with your boy drew it's like and it's the same thing i feel like with the steelers of like you got to roll with your boy ben ben is the best quarterback we've ever had i think terry is don't let your dad hear that no he agrees oh i thought your dad he, would say my dad will say terry's better because he won championships but ben they is won the championships best. when throwing was a foreign concept yeah throw the ball forward what are you a have lunatic you, have you seen the immaculate reception that no, was forward playing. anyways Anyways, technically it was forward than backwards and then forwards. But anyways, they're not going to turn their back on him. <clears throat> he's their franchise right now still, and he's still playing at a high level. And if they get a running game, he can play good. Me play good. Me play good. I mean, I don't think he played bad at all. I blame everything on Randy. F but, Randy Finkner. Yeah. Who else would trade for Deshaun? Panthers. Panthers always good. Bears. Birds, bird oh. down. Um, I think that trade for, away Mitchell Trubisky and no, he's a free agent. Nick Foles is Mitch a free I agent? I think they didn't take his his option. That would so make he's sense. a free agent, so they can trade. I Foles think for, the Panthers kind of need to be. You you talked about on. keep Teddy for a year. I think that we could do. I think they're in what? prime position to get Deshaun, bro. And he loves Cam Newton. He was like a Cam Newton fan in college. Well, the thing. The thing, and it's Carolina, but for me, what I would say, and yes, if you get Deshaun, that's probably optimal, but if you get like a Trey Lance, let him sit for a year kind of like we were going to do with Tua, and then let him learn under Teddy, and the same way in which we felt about Tyrod and Justin Herbert, we can maybe do the same thing. God help you if you have to, you have to go visit a doctor for a broken lung. <laughs> you might get lung collapse. Yeah. I don't know. It's really unpredictable for Deshaun. Yeah. Whoever gets it, they're going to have to give up a lot, but they're going to get something that's going to change their franchise forever. And probably the teams that need him the most, that have some pieces, are going to be the most, the people hunting him the most. And for the Texans, it's going to give them optimism because they don't have any, like, they don't have any picks. Yeah. Um. And so it's going to be. Is J.J. Watt next? He yes. Has to be. He's yes. done. He's done. The franchise literally, like, abandoned their star players. Yeah. For nothing. They literally hired their new head coach, was the Chiefs wide receivers coach in 2014 when no Chiefs receiver scored a touchdown all year. True story. So you can see why Deshaun's pissed. Why not just hire Biennemi or hold out till the Super Bowl's over, get Biennemi with your star quarterback? Yeah, why wasn't Biennemi hired? I I don't know, bro. It might. I mean, it might be because he's technically still coaching, and so that maybe he's happy with being in Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. Didn't he come out and say that he was upset he wasn't even picked for these jobs this year? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if I saw that, but I do know like the Texans gave him a interview out of like pity and the Rooney Rule for having to interview a black coach before you interview any other white coaches. Messed up. We did. I didn't like that with the parents. Parent Panthers did they? They interviewed enemy and then immediately hired um, Rule. Yeah, it's kind of like because of the Rooney Rule. I'm I'm gonna gush about Dan Rooney here for a second, but Dan Rooney was the Steelers owner. He thought it wasn't fair that black coaches weren't getting any representation in the NFL, so they brought a rule to the NFL because he had a majority like thing or something where they have to uh, interview at least one person of color as a head coach before they interview any other white candidates. Yeah, and I think that's a great, I think that's a great thing. 
Well, I mean, it's nice. It just seems like teams don't do anything. So hopefully, I think if the Panthers make a move for Deshaun, I don't want us to leverage the future. But if Deshaun's not going to play, the value goes down. But it's been a good podcast, unless you guys have anything left. No. Uh, let's see how the Super Bowl Please goes. Please be safe during Super Bowl I'm parties. I'm going to open up next week. You know we have a bonus episode on Friday. Oh, yeah. We so. have a bonus episode, fellas. My dad's going to guest star. And he's going to make fun of me for liking Steve Largent. All right. Um, it's it's going to be a good one. While they control this podcast, I'm going back to controlling the Friday podcast. Can, oh, I want to we're, introduce we're going, my dad. Oh, you can introduce him. No, nah, you, sure. you introduce him. The biggest I, Steve Largent fan, Mr. Foster. Bro, it, it's going to be segments galore. I'm bringing back list this. I'm bringing back two truths and a lie. I'm bringing back the tier list. I'm bringing back maybe even the draft. Who knows? Hey, and You'll before, have to listen and find before out. Before y'all listen, this man is very opinionated, and his reasoning makes no sense a lot of times, so that's going to be pure entertainment. I'm I'm actually excited. I just This is our it. Alex Jones episode. I hope not. <laughs> the frogs are gay. <laughs> All right, guys. Y'all have a good rest of your week. We will see you on Friday. Have a good one.